I don't want to listen to his podcast, huh? Dude, it's educational. And besides, I've been wanting to listen to this one. Welcome to Idling in the Impala, podcast by and for lovers of Supernatural and the fanfiction it inspires. I'm Sandra, doing the introduction solo today. We ended up just completing an episode on the British men of letters. That in turn led to a lot of cultural chit chat, and more importantly, we got on the subject of food. So, There was literally so much for us to talk about um, in terms of food and what it's like over in Britain, what it's like in the States here, that we just decided, you know what, let's put all of our ramblings together and give you a little bonus episode on what I guess we're going to call Culture Clash, the food episode. So here you go. So I can tell you how to make a proper cup of tea, though, but I don't drink it. So is, again, like, because, so tea is like the main, is, tea is like your coffee. It's, it's like our coffee, right? Like tea yeah. over there is coffee here. Um, yeah. Because we just, yeah. I, I have tea, but not not very often. And it's usually in the winter and it's when I'm like, oh, I've had too much caffeine. Let me find something that doesn't have as much caffeine, like green tea or something like that. What is a proper, like, what what kind of tea, what kind of, what what tea leaves are used? <laughs> <laughs> well that's the thing that's the thing tea comes in tea bags you don't use loose leaf tea it comes comes in a little in a little bag okay that's what i use i don't like the loose yeah. tea stuff it's it's too much it's too much trouble <laughs> i think i think it's not i think you would call it like black tea it's not okay. green tea mm-hmm. it's like black tea mm-hmm. and the way the way that you would make it listen up fuckers british people too if you don't make it this way you're making it wrong before I begin, Sandra, if you're making coffee, do you take your coffee with milk? Uh, I do creamer. Yeah. I don't do milk. I do creamer. Do, do you put that in before or after you put the water in? I put it in after I pour my cup of coffee. Oh. I would think you guys would do it different, right? Like you put in the milk first before you put in. Well, it depends. Okay. It depends. Because we don't have, you guys have like like fresh brewed coffee is much much more prevalent over there mm-hmm. we have like instant coffee mm-hmm. over here which is much more common so you would take like your coffee grounds you put them in the cup and then you put the milk in first however much oh. milk you want okay because if you pour the, the hot water over the coffee it scalds it and it fucks the taste up okay so you put the milk in first okay and then you put the water and then you add however much sugar you're going to add to your coffee but it's completely different for tea okay completely different so you put the tea bag in the cup and you put the water in and you leave it to steep for however long you want to leave it to steep. Okay. Some people like really weak tea where you just like show it the tea bag and then leave. Um, my dad likes tea where I would describe it as going on a caravanning weekend, coming back, and then you take the tea bag out. And he has two tea bags, so he likes really strong tea. But you would always put the water in first, let the tea um mm-hmm. or brew mm-hmm. and then you put you put the milk in and there are some fucking heathens out there like the person i'm married to that just puts the milk in first with everything and i'm like no that's not right no okay no. can i ask if it's sacrilegious over there because this is what i do when i drink tea i like my tea um i like my tea strong do people ever yep. leave the tea bags in 
as they're drinking? Yeah, that's that can be a thing that can be that's done. That's okay. Is that okay? Because yeah. I, I do that because I, I like it just to stay in there and like give me all the tea that you can out of this tea bag. <laughs> like I don't squeeze it. any. Like I used to. I used to like squeeze it and like try to get all the stuff out. Now I just leave it in there. I just leave it in there when I when I drink it. Yeah, no, no, that that would be that would be fine. You might get a couple of funny looks because it's not as common as mm-hmm. leaving the tea to brew for mm-hmm. like five minutes and then taking the bag out. But yeah, no, I could see fine. funny looks. I've I've had I I'm, I'm sure I would get some you know somebody would be like, why are you doing it like that? Because I like it that way. <laughs> well, we're nothing if not indecisive. So everybody thinks that their way of doing things is the right way to do things ask us about what we name bread because that's always an argument oh my god i um, remember listening to you and d on a thread i'm like oh my god i'm like this is so complicated <laughs> yeah do you not have things that like the name changes depending on where you are like what state you're in like it's well, i mean like I'm you sure. do sure yeah like, yeah like soda, like there's subs and, and, and um hoagies like you know for a sandwich like it could be a sub it could be a hoagie uh depending on what's the difference it's the same thing people just call it something different but it's like a long roll with a bunch of deli meat in it's either a sub or it's a hoagie depending on like sandwich yeah but see again yeah that's that's how well we wouldn't say i mean if you're going to order a sub you order a sub you don't you don't call it a a sandwich by definition like you'd go somewhere where they would be selling those types of sandwiches, which are subs. So, you know what I mean? Like you'd oh, have to no. order it. You'd have to say, I want a turkey sub, you know, a turkey sandwich at some place might be something completely different than a, um, a turkey sub. A turkey sandwich could be on two pieces of white bread or wheat bread or whatever. A sub is on a sub roll or a long long roll like a baguette kind of thing kind of but softer usually not yeah baguettes can be rather hard like you could hit somebody over the head with the yeah. Yeah. yeah but that's the fun bit that's the yeah. fun bit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah no so, we, yeah, have, we have that we just, too yeah yeah we have it and it very much differs like you can go like 10 miles in a given direction and the name will be completely different and mm-hmm. you will ask for your thing and you will get blank faces okay. so that's always so where I come from like <laughs> we would we would call it a bread cake so it's like I'm trying to think how to describe it to you because I'm like it's a fucking bread cake I don't know <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it like like a burger bun but bigger mm-hmm. is the best way I can think to describe it to you. and it's like soft white bread and you slice it in half uh-huh. and then you could put like anything in it maybe like a club roll we might call that a club roll here if it's a little bit bigger than a hamburger roll or yeah roll roll is quite roll is quite common Mm -hmm. roll is quite a common term Mm -hmm. not 100 sure why but where i come from it's a bread cake okay and you can go a little bit down the road and they'll call it a cob or a balm cake or as i was told recently a batch and i was like for one or for a tray and the person i was talking to went no it's just for one and i was like no that's not right that's a plural <laughs> if you made if you made a tray of them and you'd be like it's a batch yeah mm-hmm. that's fine that's a batch of bread mm-hmm. not one 
So, but roll, roll tends to be quite consistent. And if you say bread roll, mm-hmm. in most places, people will know what you're talking about. But I very firmly, I come from Yorkshire. It's a fucking bread cake. Okay. Like that's, that's what it is. It's a yeah. bread cake. And I argue with people about this. I argue with people about it. And we have like, another really common one is, is a Jaffa cake, a cake or a biscuit. Um, I don't know if you have Jaffa cakes over there, actually. I've heard of them. So it's like, like a little, a little sort of like circle of sponge and then a smaller circle of orange jelly. And then the top is covered by um, chocolate. Okay. I'm looking at it right now. Jaffa cakes. Okay. You guys have like. It reminds me of like a little Debbie or something like those kinds of things. Those uh, kinds of ones. Oh, they have them in all different kinds of flavors too. Is that sacrilegious? Yeah. Or is that okay? Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. It's wrong. It's wrong. They get they 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 put out like lime flavored ones yeah. for Halloween because they're green. Okay. No, it's meant to be orange. It's meant to be okay. orange. But there's a big debate in the UK over whether they're cakes or they're biscuits. And the clue is in the name. They are cakes. And if you want to be doubly sure about this, legally they are cakes as well for VAT reasons. So could you just call it a cookie? No, that's totally different. Okay. Okay. (laughs) A cookie is exclusively like chocolate chips, a chocolate chip cookie. Okay. It's not a chocolate chip cookie. It's a biscuit. Okay. But I know biscuits are something you guys have with breakfast over there, which Mm -hmm. is no. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's what we do. Biscuits is (laughs) Biscuits are sweet. Biscuits is like an after-dinner snack. Nobody's out here eating. Well, some people eat biscuits Well, the only time I, I think biscuits, um, I'm trying to think of when biscuits would be a thing for breakfast. I mean, I, I've, we have things called like tea biscuits and biscuits could be, I guess, synonymous with cookie over here for yeah. some situations. Yeah. Breakfast so a lot of, biscuits, a lot of what- I don't know for what a breakfast biscuit would be here. Isn't that, I think it's like a Southern thing. Mm. Like with sausage gravy and things. I don't know. Oh, like that kind of biscuit. Yeah, totally yeah, different yeah. biscuit. Yes, okay, totally, yeah. totally different thing. Yeah, I consider a that a bread would... thing. Yeah, that's like a bread thing when uh... you say that biscuit. Now I've got you. Yeah, because when you said biscuit, I just uh... thought cookie. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, no. So a lot of what you would call cookies, we would call biscuits. And cookies mm-hmm. are a specific type of biscuit over here. Um, and we just know of the fabled biscuits that you eat with like sausage gravy and stuff and we're all like that's fucking wrong what are you doing well you know what this is just this makes me feel so much better because you guys are just as lost as we are (laughs) so there really aren't that many differences when it comes down to americans versus british it's like we're all we all have our own mess (laughs) that we're trying to figure out (laughs) it's usually it's usually a matter of a lot of um poultry production i know that happens a lot in this state but i don't think we're known for chicken (laughs) we don't do anything particularly great with our chicken um so i can't say that that's a thing Um, just grow just grow a lot of it (laughs) just raise them kill them (laughs) yeah Um, my family my my maternal family um comes from london so my granddad had a very eclectic taste consisting of a lot of 
things that I would describe as snot <laughs> and he would tell me was really good and I would disagree with him <laughs> extensively. So my granddad would um he would he would eat uh brawn, we call it over here, head cheese, which is made by boiling the entire head of a pig and you do some other stuff to it and you smush it all together into a block and it's fucking disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, jellied eels he particularly enjoyed. Hmm. Let me know if you know what they are, Sandra, because that's a fucking... Ooh. Well, my mom my mom and dad have eaten eel before, um, but I can't say jellied eel is a thing. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no. Do you have pork pies over there? Is that a thing that is? So it's like, it's not like a cut of pork. It's like a smushy, like kind of like spam, like a smushy together of all the icky parts of pork. Okay. And what? then it's surrounded. Yeah, not, not something here. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, it's it's surrounded by um, gelatin, like jelly made of gelatin. And then oh, it's- is that like aspic? Like that old, like I remember, is aspic a thing? Is that like a jelly, a gelatin? Aspic. Like those molds that they used to make in like the 60s and 70s where like everything was like suspended in this clear yeah, gelatin? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's it. That's it. So that's around the meat. And then around that, you have Patriot. So if you Mm -hmm. imagine a a jelly deal Mm -hmm. is an eel that's out of the Thames River, which was filthy Mm -hmm. at the time. Mm -hmm. It might still be filthy. I don't know. I haven't checked. But it was gross at the time. And you get the eel. You catch the eel or you buy it from the market or somebody else has caught it, whatever, and you would take it home. And you start chopping it up while it's still alive because if you kill it first, um, it it releases like a toxin into its mm. bloodstream, mm. so you can't eat it. So, oh, God, I feel ill. So, yeah, you chop up the, chop up the eel, whatever, and then you put it in this gelatin mixture and you leave it set. And mm. it's just like meat with the bone still in in gelatin. Okay. And it's about as disgusting as it sounds. Yeah, I just remember. I think we still have a really old cookbook that I, I used to look at when I was little. And I was just enthralled by these pictures of things just suspended. And not that I ever wanted to eat it, but I'm like, who ate Jelly. this stuff? Oh. And who thought this was like a great thing like to to eat and yeah it was just like I mean Italians I I feel like Italians (laughs) Italians that come over to the states at least from what I've had from experience are very big on jello molds right but we've always done the sweet thing now I will say I feel like there's a thing I've seen where I feel like I've seen olives or something in jello in some situation and again i'm not sure who came up with that idea but in italian households or growing up it was jello with like fruit cocktail mixed in like that was our thing like that was just a thing that i know a lot of people would do when i was growing up and especially italians it was like thing do you want some jello (laughs) do you want some jello (laughs) i got the fruit cocktail do you want the fruit cocktail (laughs) jello so that was like a thing that we would do but um yeah, outside of that, that stuff just looked so bizarre to me. Um, I can't even imagine. Does the 
does the the clear gelatin really wouldn't taste like anything though, right? It's really just no. It's it's like you said, it's it's encapsulating it in. Yeah. So it's just the consistency and the texture that you're going for, which oh, no. to me is still weird. Yeah. Like yeah. I I don't. My dad is an angler, so I've seen him catch eels before. Mm-hmm. Okay, they are the most unappetizing things on the planet. Mm. They are super gross. They're slimy and icky and gross. And I want to know who pulled one of those out of the dirty river and was like, "Mm -mm, good eating tonight, pals. My dad's like that too. Like he was for one year, one season, he was all about, he wanted to try to make eel traps to like catch a lot of eel. And we've talked about, you know, that our backgrounds and stuff and how my, my dad's a He's still a big like hunter and likes to hunt everything or fishes now. He's big on that. But yeah, he was all about um one year. I just shared my I shared okay. my screen so you can see what this fucking abomination looks uh, like. Yeah, that looks terrible. That looks terrible. Ugh, gross. It's almost oh. like fish soup in a way. But that's but all not jelly. Even remotely but That's all jelly. Yep. Okay. Cold jelly. Cold mm. jelly. I bet you my dad yeah. would like that. I bet you my dad would like that. <laughs> oh my god, that's so I would gross. probably eat that. Yeah, but See, it's like, just a thing. You told me like your dad hunts, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's okay. That's that's okay. Like you know, like hunted meat mm-hmm. is fine. But like, I mean, me and you've talked about this, Sandra. My granddad grew up during um, World War II, so mm-hmm. he would have been uh, eight? Question mark. I think mm-hmm. when the war broke out. So in his words, you ate what you could get. Yeah. You know, there was rationing, there was things like that. And I'm like, I could not ever imagine being hungry enough to eat fucking snot. Mm-hmm. And like I don't class this like the little the little like shellfish. And mm-hmm. we call them like they have weird names like uh, cockles and winkles and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and they're just snot in a shell, and you just eat them. You just if you get a little a fancy little fucking pokey thing, and you pull it out of the shell and you munch on it, and they sell it in jars, deshelled, and it's fucking revolting. My and he's like grandfather. You eat used what you could get. That. Yeah, the snails. My no. mom. My mom used to tell me stories, but again, like. You're talking about your grandfather who during the war, it was you ate what you could find. And my my mom and my dad came from, you know, not the most affluent part of Italy or region where it was pretty much, you know, you eat what you grow, you eat what you find, you eat what you catch. Not and snails. My, my grandfather, snails. my mom told me my grandfather would like go by the side of the little river where they lived and he would just find a snail and would just slip her right up right then and there just right there on the spot she never did it um and you know my mom has eaten you know has done a lot in terms of like finding stuff to eat but she's like that was a no-no for her she would not that was one thing she wouldn't do was snails she couldn't do snails yeah no it's um i don't eat i don't eat any any kind of seafood at all mm -hmm. so like anything that comes in a shell that's out anyway, because when you open the shell, they always look like snot. Like always. <laughs> Y'all people seeing an oyster? Who's been at that? Like, mm-mm. Mm, no, snot. It's disgusting. Stop it. Yeah. Crabs and lobsters, okay. They come with built-in weapons. 
right? <laughs> like, leave it alone. Like, this, that's not for food. Like, leave it alone. Stop that right now. Um, if I have to tie parts of my food up to be able to kill it, it, it wins. <laughs> it can go back. Go forth and live a long life. Crap. Right? Okay. Eels are disgusting. Um, prawns, longestine, lobster comes in. There's a whole lot of shit going on around the mouths. Like okay. I, I would refer to it as like frondy shit, but they have like, like they have lots of legs, which is the, uh-huh. and then like especially like prawns and longestines, they have like, I don't know what you call them, like whiskers almost, uh-huh. just frondy shit around the face, and it's deeply upsetting, and I hate it. And lobsters, <laughs> lobsters come in the category of it got pinchy, leave it alone, and also frondy shit. So we'll have none of that. Yeah. Just, Flat out, no. I, 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 eat, I, I just know I'm cod. spoiled. I'm spoiled because if I oh, have I to really do a lot are. of work with my food, it just... If I have to... So much effort. Like, you know, and of course, portion sizes is a thing. Mm. I don't know if that's unanimous all over the US or if it's just in like the, the big touristy places, but it's... They all seem to have bigger plates than we do. I don't yeah, know for why. some reason. I don't know either. Why, why that is. It's way too much, way too much food. Um, and also, and also, you people will put fried chicken and waffles, but like sweet waffles, together, on the same plate, and consider that to be an appropriate meal. And it isn't because waffles are a breakfast food, and fried chicken is not a breakfast food. Nobody's mm-hmm. eating fried chicken for breakfast. That's not right. Again, I think that's a southern thing because I don't. I've never had that, so I've. Yeah, I. I but I'm sure there's things that you know, in the mid-Atlantic um, region, we eat that you would be like, what? That makes no sense at all. <laughs> yeah. What is, what is I don't your know. state? I'm trying to figure out. Famous like, for. Oh, my state's not famous for much. Um, well, you're, you're on the, you're on the East coast. Do you have like a seafood kind of state? Like, or is that like um, further up? Like Maryland Maine and- is probably better known for seafood and like crabs my my husband makes a big deal out of the fact that he can't find a decent crab cake in delaware he's from maryland he has yet to find a crab cake here that he thinks is is good um that is i guess so that's disgusting well but he's big on they're they're big on crabs a lot of people like crabs here too i don't i'm not that i'm not that big on seafood in general here i don't know delaware scrapple <laughs> i feel like that's the one what thing like lower delaware it's um so it's just like the i guess you'd call it like the scrap meat from like a pig that's all put together into like a a block that is then cut up and you can fry it it's like a breakfast thing if you look it up it's <laughs> i wish you could see my face I'm so, so horrified. I'm gonna scrapple. I'm here, it's it's. I'll put it. I'll put how you spell it in the chat, in case you wanna you wanna look it up. But I yeah, do. so they have I like a scrapple festival. I think in lower the lower part of Delaware, at some point every year. It's primarily made with pork. I don't. I think you can make oh! it with too. It's kind of like spam. I don't know if you've ever heard of spam. I think it kind of is reminiscent of that. But it's yeah, it's a block of just. A bunch of stuff, byproducts, pork byproducts, and yeah, you slice it up and you fry it. It's not good for you. 
I think we have that over here. Okay. We call it something different. Okay. Uh, well, no. Okay, so I'm Googling this. And I it think, says, is there a thing called head cheese that might be reminiscent yeah. of this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I'll, like, head cheese brawn is... That's upsetting to most of the people in the UK, but this takes it. This takes it one step further, listeners, because this is like hog offal, the head, the heart, the liver, the other bits. Like what? No, please, fucking stop! Oh, I'm so upset. I'm so upset. Yeah, that is very much like um, head cheese or brawn. Okay, what yeah. we would call it, and that's that's what Delaware is famous for. Well, I I mean, I'm trying to think. That's the only thing I can think of that somebody might say, you know, I don't know what else we would be known for in Delaware food-wise. But if there are any Delawareans or someone who knows their Delaware history that would like to help me out, feel free to mention something in the comments. (laughs) So I'm actually, I'm really lucky because where I live, we're famous for a couple of things. So the county that I live in is famous for rhubarb. Okay. Um, I'm sure you have a rhubarb over there. Yeah. I don't know like if you pie? Do. Like yeah, you yeah. Guys, okay. Yeah, yeah. We make pie out of it. We make, make we make everything out of it. it. Really? We're famous for it. We make everything out of it. You just make like wine and liquor okay. and mm-hmm. all, all manner of things. And then the city close to where I live is famous for black licorice. Oh. So okay. potentially doxing myself there. Please nobody turn up at my house. <laughs> um but yeah, the near where I live, that okay. city is famous for black licorice. Do you like which black are, licorice? Not massive, no. Okay. That's an acquired <laughs> taste, I feel like that's something you either yeah. love or you hate. Um mm-hmm. it has a bit of a so I don't know if I'm big on black licorice, but I feel like it leans towards um, like anise, like the anise flavoring. And I, yeah, I like that in like the Italian cookies, the pizzelles, they, they usually put that flavoring in there. And I also like fennel, like a uh, raw fennel, mm. which um, in Italian, we call it fenoic. And that has a very almost anise but it's got that flavor yeah. to it that reminds me of like licorice kind of thing. So I I kind of like it, but it's like, I feel like the black licorice would be like the candy if there was nothing else left. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll it's, have some black it's, licorice. It's, it's grandma candy, isn't it? Like cough drops. <laughs> and you yeah. go, can I have, like, can oh, I have some sweets? sweets and- okay. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'll wait till we go home. <laughs> Um, anise oil is what, like my mom used to have this old, old bottle of it that was really strong that she would put into her pizzelles. Um, I don't think she still has that anymore, but yeah. So it's, it's definitely an acquired taste, I think for that. Aniseed is known for its natural sweetness. I don't think whoever wrote this has ever (laughs) tasted aniseed. (laughs) No. (laughs) <laughs> no, but yeah, all that kind of like licorice, fennel, aniseed, it all comes like mm-hmm. similar, mm-hmm. similar kind of flavor. So no, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of okay. black licorice. Um, but yeah, I do live near where it's famous for black licorice. And then, okay. like I said, the county 
I'd live in is famous for rhubarb. Um, that's kind of kind of kind of it in terms of food. Where I we did well. No, we was like culture clash, and we jumped off from the British Men of Letters to hear about the differences in our culture and what's a bigger food difference. What's a bigger difference? It in all food? comes back and also, to food. <laughs> yeah, and also you've got the benefit of you know being in America but coming from an Italian family so mm-hmm. you have that that blending of of cultures yeah well like, what I've what I've and this is how normal too. people yeah because I'll uh, yeah. my dad eats bush meat yeah my um just just growing up to like the the way food is revered I feel is different too like in an Italian household rather than maybe another culture like I feel like <laughs> There's been some waspy, uh, you know, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant places I've gone to where it's just like, why are you guys eating like this when I was little? And I would just sit down and go, I don't understand what's going on. Like to me, they would, okay, because again, it's weird. Italians tend to, at least where I, where my mom was from, you'd have salad towards kind of the end of the meal, not necessarily at the beginning. Okay. I've gotten more Americanized now where like if it's usually salad with the meal or salad at the beginning and um, but then like I'll go somewhere like my mom just does not get it if I said you know I went to a friend's house and you had one plate of spaghetti with like a little twirl of pasta and then the sauce just a little bit of sauce ladled right on top not mixed in as it was like being prepared like after it was dumped out of the you know after it was boiled you put it back in the pot you you get some sauce in there then you plate and you put some more sauce on top if you want but there's sauce in it there'd be places I'd go to where nope you're getting a nice old bland dollop of spaghetti and we're putting some sauce (laughs) on top and I can imagine all gets to your spaghetti (laughs) (laughs) I can imagine that being genuinely horrifying for little Sandra being like, this is not how mom does it. What the yeah. fuck? Mom's like, that's not right. I was just like, did you have extra of anything? I'm like, no. <laughs> Whatever we got on our <laughs> plate was it. She's like, they didn't offer you seconds. I'm like, nope. She's like, oh, it was like, that was just, oh my God, you don't do that. Like an Italian would be mortified. They'd feel like they would go to hell for not offering. My mom has to offer is- something incessantly. Like you have to beat her down and say, no, I'm good. I don't need another serving. Thank you. <laughs> it was it was my understanding um, for that kind of that European kind of culture. If you don't roll out of the door, you have not been properly fed. And yeah. this is unacceptable. Yeah. If you don't stagger back into your own home, no, clutching no. your stomach and thinking, I need to fucking lie down. Yeah. Your mother is gonna phone a bitch and yell at somebody <laughs> because you've not been fed properly. <laughs> That was my understanding. That's kind of, of yeah. That's, of how that's that definitely goes. how it is. And oh my gosh, like trying, like if I'm watching what I eat, which I'm I'm constantly always trying to do just because the way my body just loves to latch on and hold on to pounds and stuff. I've always, I've always wrestled with my, with my weight and, you know, to come from a mom who just wants to constantly feed you, she thinks, you know, it's it's like you're hurting her feelings. And I'm just like, mom, <laughs> I need to. It's like, I love you, but I can't. Even if I love your food, I can't have three servings of it. You know, I just can't. Like, you know, so then I portion and she doesn't understand. Like when I do portion, like, you know, 
my plate. Like, this is my plate. This is what I'm eating. I'm good. Like, I appreciate you offering, but no, I can't have another serving of it. It's, oh my God, food is like a whole, a whole, needs a whole therapy session. <laughs> I feel like in Italian <laughs> households. <laughs> yeah. It's no, we thing. thankfully, we don't, there's not, not so much of that mm-hmm. over here. It is, it is in some, in some households, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, we've we've spoken with this. Both my grandparents were um, children of the war, mm-hmm. so they were stingy mm-hmm. on food, and there was you did not get seconds. Mm-hmm. Fucking hell, no! Yeah. If you were still hungry, that was your problem. Yeah, you were not. Although, like, you would usually be offered like a cake mm-hmm. or something after yeah. dinner. Yeah, so that was quite nice. Yeah, but if you were still hungry, doesn't it suck to suck? You know, <laughs> and like. It's not, I try not to do that with my own kids. If my kid comes to me like a couple of hours after he's had dinner and he's like, can I get a snack? And mm-hmm. I'm like, you're eating me out of house and home. But yes, <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. I can't afford to keep up with your stomach, but yes, yeah. it's fine. I'll yeah. find food. Because mm-hmm. I just, I, I have, I have boy children, so they just eat mm-hmm. incessantly forever. <laughs> forever like my kid will eat breakfast and then like an hour later be like mom can i get a snack and i'm like baby you just ate and he's like yeah mm-hmm. but i'm hungry again yeah child please yeah yeah so, i think that yeah. comes from my mom too just like not having it growing up and then you know coming here and being able to you know have an abundance of stuff i mean it's it's hard here too not as hard as what i'm hearing but like the inflation here you just don't get as much you know from your shopping trip like you used to so we're we're really quite fortunate that you know my mom lives with my husband and i and she's always making sure we're fed there's always we don't have to worry about food we'll never go hungry i guess is the kind of um, yeah. thing, you know, where there's, there's so much importance put on, on that. And we don't really go out to eat a lot. And so that's another thing too. Like I, I really growing up didn't, we just didn't go out to eat, you know? And that was another thing kind of like, as I got older, I was like, oh, people do this a lot. Like people get takeout, people get, they go to restaurants. We just, we just didn't do that. You just, you ate at home. And that was kind of another thing that, you know, especially when I started like dating and stuff, I'm like, oh, people just go out to eat all the time. I was like, ah, (laughs) like this is okay. Um, So yeah, the, you know, the, the social part of it, but you know, it was just, it wasn't a thing that we did because it cost a lot of money, you know, cost a lot of money to go out to eat. If you could buy something and make it at home, it was cheaper and it was usually better for you. So um, yeah. So it's interesting. Lots of stuff. stuff it is it's an interesting. There's there's nothing quite so culture clashy difference illustrating than than food and the mm-hmm. you know the sort of I want to say community, but that's not right. Like the experience and the culture, yeah, yeah the culture around it, yeah, food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should definitely we should definitely get Ted on because I definitely <laughs> want to be like, where do you want to eat food that attacks back? that's not are you okay i don't i, I, I don't will get ask it. him today i'm like there's <laughs> been a question maybe i can tape his maybe i can tape his answer and then we can like see yeah uh, tape absolutely to me. I, I don't just... sound old at all saying tape, maybe I can tape. 
escapism. So. I was trying to think if there was any kind of weird, like, feudal clashes between me and my husband about what he thinks is acceptable. Oh, no, there is. No, there is. No, there is. No, there is. Do you guys do pancake day over there? Um, it would be Shrove Tuesday. Uh, no, <laughs> no. Okay, okay. We do, we do it, pancakes. It, yeah, no. We have we have a specific day, and it's okay. the day. Um, it's in in the Christian faith of which I'm not part of, but it's mm-hmm. Shrove Tuesday, and it comes before Ash Wednesday, and it's the start of Lent. And you're supposed to be like using up everything in your oh, cupboard. Like a Fat Tuesday. We call it Fat Tuesday here. I mean, they do that in. Um, oh, is that what it is? I think that's Fat Tuesday. Yeah. So it's kind of like you oh. you use. Yeah. Or you just kind of go all out or something like that day before. You yeah. Because you're going to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You're going to fast. You're going to give yeah. up something for like yeah. whatever mm-hmm. that might be. So for some reason, this is morphed into pancakes in the okay. UK. Okay. Um. So what we would call pancakes, I think you guys would call crepes because we don't have like the big fluffy mm-hmm. pancakes that okay. you guys have. Yeah. So you would call them crepes. But if you were to make pancakes or crepes, would you eat them with something sweet or something savory? Pancakes here, at least it's always usually sweet. So it's like syrup or fruit or people put whipped cream, chocolate, pretty much anything that you could turn it into a dessert. Um, Yeah. Crepes too. I mean, crepes, I could see some some people do, some people do savory crepes. I have seen that as well, but crepes I feel are more desserty too. But for the sake of argument, let's say, you know, you guys would call them crepes because they're thinner. But let's mm-hmm. say we're still, we're all on the same page. It's the meal of pancakes. Mm-hmm. So I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I like lemon with my pancakes. I'm not a huge fan of pancakes, but I will like have a couple. My husband makes them every year for the kids. Mm-hmm. He likes pancake day, whatever. So I'm like the kid, I'll give the kids like chocolate or like um, Nutella spread, mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. you know, sprinkles, marshmallows. Um, we usually have like lemon uh, jelly I don't know like what oh, like you would a call curd? like a lemon yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah that mm-hmm. kind of thing I was trying to think if the word curd crossed the, bo- crossed yeah, the pond it does. yeah so that's that's what I like on my pancakes or like sugar and lemon juice you know whatever mm-hmm. but still sweet and I have seen my husband a grown man in his 30s at nine o'clock in the morning sit down to pancakes and meat gravy mm. so kind of like the biscuit but- thing yeah mm. yeah okay but like meat gravy that you'd make up to go with like um no like a brisket or something okay like that kind of meat i was like let's go with steak but that's different no like like a brisket or a roast like a pot roast something okay. like that okay nine o'clock in the morning and he's there <laughs> fucking pancakes and gravy and i'm like what it what 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 are you doing, friend? And he's like, "This is what you should eat pancakes with. It's the same mixture as Yorkshire puddings." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "I am aware that it's the same mixture as Yorkshire puddings, friend. However, mm-hmm. this is not what we're doing." But every year, he's sitting there with his gravy. My eldest kid thinks it's weird. He's with me. He's team sweet pancakes. The baby doesn't really have a preference as it stands. He's only four, so he doesn't know yet that his dad is weird. Um, but he doesn't like gravy in general anyway. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a clash. It'll be interesting to see how your kids take all of these influences and what they end up doing. You know, as they once they 
cross over into adulthood? Like what all the different experiences they're being given, you know, like how are they going to eventually turn out in terms of their food likes and dislikes? And because that's always an interesting thing. Like I was very much, there's certain things I never would have eaten when I was little and now I eat them, you know, because I was exposed to it enough um, that I, I got an appreciation for it. And then there's other things that still cause me PTSD and I will not eat just because like, I won't eat liver and onions. I was forced to eat that. Um, cause apparently I was, the doctor said a little anemic. So my mother's like, well, iron, here we go liver. And I'm like, (laughs) ew, not eating this. No, Um, every red meat is fine for iron. Yeah. And, um, I think, yeah, the other thing was, and it's again, I, it was just because I was forced to eat it every Sunday for like years when I was little. It's pasta, just like any other pasta, but it's a pasta called rigatoni and it's just like a tube pasta. And it's kind of, you know, it's short, long, but it's kind of like pressed down. I can't stand, if I see a plate of rigatoni, I'm like, nope, I am not eating this. I do not like this. It tastes exactly the same as any other pasta. I will not eat it. Cause I don't, I, I, was made to eat it for so many Sundays. I'm like, nope, don't like it. And to me, it tastes different. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it tastes different. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, kind of, it's like similar kind of shape to penne pasta, like in yeah, the tube. I'll but eat it's penne. Like- I won't eat rigatoni. Yeah, it tastes different to me. Just in my head, I'm sure. But I won't eat it. That's interesting, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. No, I don't. I don't have a preference on shapes of pasta. That's the say. only one I won't eat. That's the only one I won't eat. Um, so yeah, it's just that, you know, different things yeah. over the years as you're growing up and what works and what doesn't. And what do you like? Like, I love broccoli. I didn't like broccoli when I was little, um, but I love broccoli now. And I love broccoli, Rob, which is a very bitter and it's either you love it or hate it kind of thing. My husband hates broccoli, hates every type of broccoli in any way, shape or form. I don't think I could, I mean, I'm sure I could pay him to eat broccoli, but like he will not eat it. He, you know, call them, um, I don't know if I heard Dean say it once and we just call them now demon trees. Like, it's just like, you know, cause, but I like, oh, I'm eating all the demon trees. And that's like, that's disgusting. <laughs> I can't believe you're doing that. He's like, no, I don't want them. It's like, put them away. Ugh, this smells no horrible. Trees. But yeah, I, um, yeah, I love it. Yeah. I, but it didn't when I was little. So yeah. That's interesting. Oh, that's, that's interesting. I don't, I have a very deep, visceral dislike of sweet corn. Really? I hate everything mm. about it. I hate the smell. Hmm. I hate everything about it. It makes me feel physically ill all the time. Like, even thinking about it now, I'm like, nope, I hate it. My husband has opinions on what you can do with bananas. Now, I think the best thing you can do with a banana is put it in the bin. I don't like bananas. I don't eat bananas. I don't like banana flavored things. Even though I know that banana flavored sweets don't taste like actual bananas, I don't like bananas. Mm. I don't like anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. They're gross. My kids, I don't know how this happened, <laughs> but my kid eats bananas for breakfast every morning. He has bananas and he has um, like fruit bars. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think. It's like kind of like a baked. It's like soft thing with like fruit mm-hmm. inside it. I don't really know how else to describe it. Yeah. But he has two of those and he has banana every morning. And if you can't miss any one of these things and he will wait in the kitchen. 
if you give him one without the other, he will wait until okay. you give him the second bit. Wow. So I've peeled more bananas <laughs> in the last four years than I have ever wanted to touch in my life. And they make me feel disgusting. And I don't like touching them. I don't like anything to do with them. Like watching my kitty, they make me feel a bit sick. And my husband's like, yeah, no, bananas and custard. And I'm like, oh, no. Or banana sandwiches. And I'm like, that's fucking disgusting. What is wrong with you? He's like, no, it's really nice. And no, fucking isn't. Aww. You stop that right now. I like so banana bread. Always... I'll make banana bread. I do like that. He's he's made banana bread. Mm-hmm. I think. I think he's made banana bread. And I try everything he makes. Even mm-hmm. if I know I'm not going to like it, I mm-hmm. will try everything. Um, So I think, I'm pretty sure he's made banana bread. Mm-hmm. And I would have had some of it, but it doesn't it doesn't ring a bell. Okay. No, no bananas. He likes coconut as well, and I don't like coconut. Hmm. So he thinks a bounty bar is fine, and I'm like, oh, it's not fine. No, it's not. No. So yeah, cultural cultural differences within within marriages as well. No trees, no demon trees. Thanks for taking the time to listen to us ramble about all things food. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can email us at idlinginthimpala at gmail.com. On Twitter, we are idling in the letter D Impala. We have a Discord channel. If you'd like to reach out to us that way, we'll have some information in the description below. And if you'd like to reach out to me personally, you can do so by checking out my fanfiction on AO3. My username is Drasna, that's D-R-A-S-N-A. On Twitter, I am S. Kyle Writes, that's S-K-Y-L-E-W-R-I-T-E-S. And if you'd like to learn about more of my original fiction, you can visit my website at sandrakyle.com. Carly's not here to rib me, but they are literally the agent of chaos in all things except when it comes to their social media. If you'd like to reach out to them on either Twitter or read some of their fan fiction on AO3, their username is exactly the same on both. It's Carly Karma. However you think that's spelled, it's not. It's K-A-R-L-E-E, Karma as it's spelled normally. Yeah, so reach out, let us know what you thought about the episode and any episode in general, and we will see you in the back seat very soon. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.